So, like I said, tonight we are talking all things half-term, weekends and social occasions. And you need a notepad and pen for this one because we're going to be doing some planning. And the whole idea of tonight's session is to help you plan for and navigate the challenges of the half-term and social events over the holidays. Now, I'm pretty sure we've all got just one week off for half-term. I don't think anyone's got two weeks off. Um, I know we've got a few people who work in the private sector um, of education here or the private part of education, but I don't think you guys have got more than one week off either from what I've heard. Lydia is doing well, definitely tired, being a long week, yep. You've got another You've got another one as well, haven't you, Lydia? You've got one more week. Um, Christy, all good, positive for parents evening, yes. Awesome, too many chatty parents. Oh, honestly, they just, they don't get the hints, do they? You can sort of cover up a yawn or you can kind of glance at the clock as many times as you like and they just don't get it, they just don't get the hints. Ah, oh, at least they're done now, right? Mel is tomorrow for half term. Can't come quick enough. Tomorrow was a full on morning of sports hall athletics. Sixty of year one. I'll be honest, Mel, rather you than me on that one. <laughs> fair play, fair play. So we're going to be basically going through some of the mindset side of the holidays and social occasions. Then we're going to be doing a big bit of planning. Basically, you're going to go through and we're going to plan out, not the whole holiday, obviously, and we're going to get to that, but we're going to map out the main parts of the holiday for you. Um, and then we're going to get to like the nutrition strategies and some of the little bits. And we've got a couple of my quotes in here, as always. And on that note, to kick us off, you know that I love a bit of planning. Doesn't mean that it's an excuse not to do anything, of, of course, but a good bit of planning is really important because you can't hit a target you can't see, right? And I love this quote. You guys have heard me say this numerous times, but if I had eight hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend the first six sharpening the axe, which was apparently said by Abraham Lincoln. It's so important. It really, really is. I remember so many times to tell the story, so many times when I was at high school, I wasn't very particularly great at school. By the time I got to secondary school, I put in about 5% effort most days. Um, and I just remember my dad always saying to me, have you packed your bag? Have you, have you, um, oh, I can tell I don't do it anymore. I don't even, uh, polish, that's the word. Have you polished your shoes? Have you, have you polished your shoes? Have you packed your bag? Have you sorted your lunch? And every single time the answer would be no. And I'd sort of sulk off like a grumpy teenager, like Kevin and Perry. But I wish now I'd started doing this more often, just planning out the basic things. The thing about planning is we feel like it's a task. It feels like effort. But actually, once once you get get it done and it's done and dusted, you actually save yourself hours during the week. This is why we make such a big deal in the team about planning out the week during the weekends. You get a little bit more time for most people on the weekend and it's just really, really, really useful. Spend half an hour planning, you save three hours during the week. It goes without saying, planning is super important. So, What's the problem? These are the same issues that came up when we talked about this at Christmas time, right? Sometimes when we are, let's say we are in a big calorie deficit if we've got a weight loss goal or we're just trying to eat really healthful, we're eating loads of fruits and veggies and things like that. Sometimes we can go a little bit too far with reducing the highly palatable foods. We know the foods that I'm talking about and we can feel a bit over restricted during term time. I'm really hoping that no one feels like that and if, if you do, you shouldn't and come talk to me about it. But Sometimes it can happen by mistake and we go into the half term and we just, we need it all, right? We feel like it's a one-stop shop. If it doesn't happen now, it's never going to happen. I spoke to one of you about that this evening, um, about 
the food's not going anywhere, right? The meals, the restaurants, they're not going anywhere. You can enjoy it now, you can enjoy it in summer, it's still gonna be there. But we can sometimes feel like it's a now or never opportunity, a once in a lifetime opportunity. The biggie, the big one, which is why we're gonna spend so long on it today, is the routine. We can feel so out of routine, so out of structure. Now, if you've got your own little one, sometimes this can go one or two ways. Um, sometimes you can feel like you still got structure and it's great and actually you almost want less structure but you have to keep it for them and other times they can cause it to go even more awry and you have absolutely zero structure so again depending on you and your family and everything if you do have kids that's going to go one of two ways I can imagine however for, for those of us who don't have families or if that's not an issue the routine side of things is going to be so so important it's going to be central to what we're going to do so when we talk about routines we'll get into this later but we're talking about just having a rough scaffold to our day so that we're not waking up not having a clue you know um what's going on not having um or having a very out of whack circadian rhythm so we're waking up at 11 and going to bed at three in the morning these sorts of things you know just sensible routines we're going to keep in place we want to enjoy ourselves as well and we want to go and meet people and we want to make progress with our health and well-being, particularly if it's a weight loss goal. This is a focus, right? We want to enjoy ourselves, but we also still want to see the changes that we want to see at the end of the day. So it's about being sensible and almost picking our battles with this kind of stuff. For some people, it can even make them feel nervous or anxious or stressed out. Let me know if you're feeling worried about the holidays, just you know, if you're, if you're happy to share that. Because it's a time of more flexibility and it's a time of less routine. Some people feel really anxious without routine. It can feel like there's loads of moving parts. There's lots of different things happening. People are coming and going. Partners may or may not still be um, going to work or they might be working from home so you don't really get the house to yourself. And, you know, this has changed since COVID, right? as well as our overall mindset towards food and our overall mindset towards um, socialising and social occasions. And alcohol, for some people as well, alcohol can be a real barrier. Sometimes we can find ourselves drinking a little bit too much during the holidays because boredom creeps in, right? And it can just become, you know, you have a one bottomless brunch and another one and another one and, you know, these things can sort of get out of hand quite quickly. In addition, few more things to talk about just generally problems that we might see, all or nothing mindsets around food, which hopefully we're all working on. I know we're all working on, hopefully you're all feeling quite in control there. The biggie, the years and years of half terms that you've already done. You've already, you've seen this this film play out before. You know what happens, right? You know what happens in half term. You know what half term is like for you and your family and your context. If you've had half terms that have been quite less optimal in the past, that's going to have ingrained habits and a belief system of, oh, half-term comes and I just, I sack it all off and I just give up. If you've seen the movie play over and over and over again, you can almost predict how it's going to end. The, the difference between real life and a movie, a film, is that you can actually change what happens in real life. You are in control. It's not a film. It's not on a screen and you're just watching. You are in control of these things. We've got the negativity and the confirmation bias, which we talk about all the time. That teacher tendency to be critical. Oh, I really enjoyed myself on Friday night with a couple of beers um, or a couple of drinks after work. That turned into a kebab. And then Saturday, I stayed in bed till two. And then I just did this. Then my partner wanted to get Domino's. And then this, and it sort of goes and goes and goes. And then we beat ourselves up, right? We have 5% that becomes 95% of the week. 
environments as well if you're spending more time at home more time with kitchen and access to food and more time with our partners these are just some things that we need to be mindful of and hopefully no one feels like they have an all or nothing mindset towards food now hopefully nobody feels like they're black and white with their food and you all know that you actually exist on a spectrum which again we're going to get into later on something else we haven't talked about rewarding ourselves with food so many of us have a tendency to say, I've worked really hard during the term, I'm just gonna enjoy myself. That's the word we use, I'm gonna enjoy myself, treat treat myself. And actually, we're, we're rewarding ourselves with food, which is never a good slope to get on. So those are some of the problems we're facing. Let's actually get into it and get overcoming those problems now. So I want you all just uh, with your notepad and paper, I want you to write down what your values are, okay? Don't look at the screen, because they're, they're not values. I want you to write down what your values are. So. If you came to Johnny's session, which was um, 16th of Jan, I think, mid-Jan-ish, give or take, we talked about what values are. It might be recognition, it might be connection, it might be um, helping others, it might be, um, I think of some more examples, recognition, connection, helping others. It might be things along the lines of needing to needing to be told that you're doing a good job that might be part of it as well so it's sort of similar to recognition whatever your values are it might be money money could be a value it could be freedom it could be being in control and not being tied down whatever's important to you whatever your values are and if you did work on this with johnny go and grab those notes quickly go and jot those down for me i want you just to write down maybe three that was a four three to five of your core values your real values health might be a core value so what we're doing together just write them down for me now three to five core values please some of the things that are the, the most important to you in your life let me see if i've got johnny sheets anywhere give you some more ideas don't think i do unfortunately Get those written down for me, guys. Cool. So hopefully you've written down three to five values on there. Just gonna get Johnny's things up to give you a bit of an idea. Three to five values on there and you know what's important to you. Now, all the decisions that you're gonna make around the half term are gonna be based on those core values, right? They, they are gonna be things that, they are your guiding principles in every single decision that you make. So when we're coming to think about, coming to think about the decisions you're gonna make during the half term as well, those should be driven by your values. Now what I want you to do is just to write down what your priorities are for this half term. So you can look at some of my examples on the screen then. So you can see that some of your priorities might be your health goals. If health is a core value, it's probably gonna be up there. Then it might be enjoying your food with friends and family, might be making it special, Again, again, might be I put giving it presents there from Christmas, but you can ignore that one. Spending time with loved ones, you know, ensuring you're set up for the second half of the of the um, spring term. These might all be priorities for you, right? So what I want you to do is on that priority pyramid, I want you to pop them in the right order for me, okay? 
Holly's on half-term already. Nice one, Holly. Very, very lucky. No one's jealous. I'm sure no one's jealous. So what are your priorities? Are your health goals right up there at the top? Is it enjoying time with other people? Is it going to be getting out and, and getting some walks in, looking after yourself? What are the main priorities for you? Just take a second to write those down for me and write them in order from least, from lowest on your priority list up to highest on your priority list. Do that for me now. So just coming back to some of those values, they might be things like achievement, challenge, adventure, community, honesty, growth, relationships, awareness, independence, knowledge, self-respect, patience, spirituality, money, laughter. These might be some things that you really, really value. Things, excuse me, that might direct your life. Okay, awesome. I think that's enough time on that one. So we've thought about our values. We've thought about our priorities. So right now, you should be able to see if it was between this and this, this one would take priority during half term. So let's say if it was between my health or family time, family time would take priority. And again, that's gonna be different for everyone, but it's just a really clear picture of what the most important things are for you. And I'll be really interested, just let me know in the chat guys, where have you put your health goals? Where have your health goals landed on that priority pyramid? Chuck it in the chat for me. Whereabouts, hey Georgina, whereabouts are your health goals? So we know what our values are, we know what the problems that we're facing are, and now we know what our priorities are. So let's talk about the spectrums, right? When you're thinking about this half-term holiday, you need to be making sure, of course, that we are moving the needle towards more optimal overall for your overall whole body health, right? But you need to remember that that incorporates your physical health, that incorporates your mental health, your emotional, your social or spiritual health, even your financial health. For example, someone might go and get a takeaway that might be less optimal for their physical health, but for their social and emotional health, that takeaway with friends might be exactly what they need. And for their financial health, it might be a little bit less optimal, right? So when you're making decisions during the half term, don't just think about, is this optimal for nutrition? Think about your whole body health. Think about the whole picture my physical, my mental, my emotional, social, spiritual, and financial health. Where do these things fit in, right? Okay, got some comments coming in. Chrissy, being really honest, excellent. Health goals are at the bottom of the list, workout and gym-wise, mainly because of how busy my half-term will be. And that's fantastic because now, Christy, you have the awareness of actually that's not a bad thing because that's in line with my values, it's in line with my priorities. And when I go into half-term and I only get to the gym once or twice, I don't know, let's just say, that's you're not gonna beat yourself up about it because you've already got the awareness of why that is. Because it's not a priority right now, You know, it's not a central value for you, okay? Excellent, awesome guys, thank you very much. Keep getting the comments in. Where does your health come on your pyramid? And it doesn't need to be number one. We're human beings. We're here to live our lives. We're not here to be, you know, gym bunnies and spend every day on the treadmill and every day eating chicken, broccoli and rice. We're real people. We don't, we're not on the cover of magazines and we don't live in Petri dishes in, in the science lab, right? We're, we're human beings. We've got all these other needs. So 
Think about your spectrums. Think about moving the needle towards more optimal in the areas that are most important to you. Think about your values and think about your priorities. No one can tell you what those should be. Remember, whole body health. So when we're thinking about what we're giving up we or sacrificing, we need to remember this quote. The price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. Now, I've been thinking about this a heck of a lot recently. After the end of last year and the start of this year, I've been looking at my goals for me me personally, professionally, and I've had to have some real difficult conversations, some some of them with Johnny, funnily enough, about what the most important thing is. What am I giving up to get to XYZ goal, right? What am I giving up to look this certain way for my beach holiday? What am I giving up to grow my business to this um, level? What am I gro- What am I giving up to, you know, to, or, or conversely, what am I giving up to spend more time with family? What am I giving up if I buy this big purchase instead of this big purchase? Everything's got a to and fro. You, you don't get anything for free in life. You sacrifice something. Every decision, every turn you make, something gets sacrificed. So you need to ask yourself, is the price I'm paying, is this amount of life I'm paying for this thing, am I happy with that? Is that okay with me? Does that sit well with me? It's really, really important. The price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. So before we get into planning then, we've talked about all the mindset and the background. Before we talk about planning, let's just remember a couple of things. This half term, this holiday, this weekend, whatever it is, this trip away, is going to be more, it's going to be successful or more unsuccessful to be optimal or less optimal, more optimal or less optimal because of your mindset before anything else. If you can have a takeaway in isolation on a Saturday night and you wake up tomorrow morning and you're like, right, cool, just back to back to normal life. Have a glass of water, go for a walk, go for a run, take the dog out, go to the gym, prep a lunch, skip breakfast if I want to, have a smaller breakfast, eat some fruits and veggies. If you can do that and just know that once the takeaway is done, you've just enjoyed another meal that was X amount of calories, X amount of protein, X amount of carbs, etc., and you just get back to normal, then that is absolutely fine. That is the most optimal way that we can be. So the only thing that's going to stop you doing that is nothing to do with the choices and the actions. It's about the mindset behind those choices and actions. You need to remember, right? Half term is just another week. You're not going to face any crazy challenges when it comes to half term. It doesn't need to be this big thing that we that we sometimes build it up to be in our mind. The biggest barrier we're going to face is going to be changing in routines. So you can get changes in routine. So you can get your changes back. You can get your routine, your structure back. Come back to your long-term goal, your values, your priorities, apply the spectrum mindset that we just spoke about. And then when you, if you do hit a speed bump, for example, you know you have a few less optimal meals, you feel a bit groggy, your digestion's not great, you don't sleep well, you're in bed till 11, you hit a bit of a bump in the road, right? Not for a physical thing, but just because mindset-wise you don't feel great. Just apply those three R's, okay? The recognize recognize where you are, have awareness and accountability of where you are and accept it, reset, write out your actions, make a plan for the day and then restart as quickly as you can. Recognize, reset, restart. Again, as always, zoom out, look at the weekly average, don't look at the 1%, um, sorry, the one meal that you had, don't look at sort of that and and dwell on it, just remember it's 5% of your whole week's worth of food and move on. It's the best thing. If you can not pick up the hot piece of coal. You can leave it where it lies and you can move on and not let it bother you and you just know that it's going to fizzle into the background of your average. 
you're un you're literally unstoppable. So let's get planning. Everyone, notepad and pen, get it in your hands for me. I want you to write down a scaffold for an optimal day during the holiday. Now, obviously, from like 9 a.m. until 6 p.m., say, every day is gonna be drastically different. Maybe even on nights that you're out for a meal, all the way up till 9 p.m. is gonna be, the middle of the day is gonna fluctuate a lot. So just create a scaffold for me. Think about the events that you've already got going on and just write down, what time are we waking up? Every day or most days, give yourself a line obviously, but what time are we waking up? Write that down for me now. Create like a timetable for, for an optimal holiday day. What time are we waking up? Write it down. Okay, if it's different on different days, in brackets, tell me the days that it's different. Then, what happens first thing in the morning? Write down your morning routine. Are you gonna get up, brush your teeth, go for a walk? Are you gonna get up, shower, read a book? You don't need to be, you don't need to stick to this every single day, but we're just trying to build a bamboo scaffold, okay? A flexible scaffold that is gonna move around rather than worrying about not knowing what's coming up. So what time are you waking up? What's your morning routine? Let's say the first 60 minutes of your day, one to two hours of your day. Let's say you're getting up at seven and your day starts at nine with social events and stuff. Say you sort of, yeah, your first two hours for most people. If you've got little ones, it might be you get up and you just got to sort of get your bearings and then, you know, care for them for the first few hours until, you know, someone comes back or someone picks them up or, you know, you take them out or whatever, right? But what's the, what's the beginning of your day going to look like? Then, lunchtime. Obviously, some days you might be out for lunch, you might have no plans, you might just be chilling at home. Absolutely fine. If you know that a lot of the days you are not out for lunch, write down for me, what time's lunchtime gonna be? Give yourself a couple of hours, excuse me, give yourself a couple of hours bracket. What time is lunch gonna be? Just jot it down. Then skip all the way forward towards the end of the day. Tell me, on the nights that you are in and you're home, what's the evening routine? Are we gonna be going to bed at two in the morning? Hopefully not. Or are we gonna keep like, you know, a half 10, 11 o'clock bedtime? Get that down for me. What's your wind down routine gonna be? I know that this is boring and the, the real sort of um, urge for us as teachers is we get to the holiday and we just sort of, you know, people I've spoken to before, I can't, I'm not saying this is me, but people you've spoken, I've spoken to before, it's sort of, you get home from holiday, you get home from the first day um, of the holiday, like Friday night, you get in, bras off, PJs are on, wine's open, takeaways ordered, and it's like, right, I am, I am clocking out, like there is no teacher in this house, I am Bridget Jones in it, I am, I am chilling, right, that's what a lot of people go to, which is fine, and again, have those days, have the have the PJ day, have the day on the sofa, whatever it is, have a movie day, do it, obviously. But if it's gonna become four days and it's gonna make you feel really crappy, let's let's avoid that. Let's have some structure and some scaffolding. So bedtime routine, what time are you are you doing that? What's the evening gonna look like for you? So now as you look at your piece of paper, you should have the headlines of the day. You should have a bamboo scaffold that you can easily input things in and out. Now I do this on my Google Calendar. 
So on my Google Calendar, I've got my morning routine. I've even got my dinner on there as well. I've got this on my Google Calendar as repeating events. So when I open it, it's always open. I look at it and I've got my scaffold. And I'd encourage you to grab your, your notepad or grab your diary, even better, and pop it in your weekly timetable. Keep, keep your scaffold in, right? Plan out your day, literally plot the time for you. Then what you're gonna do after this call, you are gonna go and you're going to explain this scaffold to whoever it is you need to explain it to. It might be no one, okay? You might not need to tell anyone, that, that's cool. But if you've got someone who, who needs to know this information, you know, because if you've got little ones or a partner or parents or siblings or housemates, Go and, go and share this with them. Go and say, right, I've just mapped out what I want my day to look like during the holiday. This is what I'm doing. This is what I need you to do. Are you okay with that? Have the conversations and share it with other people. I'd really encourage you in half term to still stay on top of things like, and bear with me, I know it's half term. I know you're going to think it's boring, but things like still getting a decent food shop in, still getting fruits and veggies in the fridge. I'd even encourage you to still meal plan. There might be 50% of it is just, I'm out flexible no plans like you might have loads of blanks and that's that's absolutely fine but still plan the thing is when we think about planning we think that it takes away all our flexibility it actually gives you more flexibility because you don't wake up and have that horrible haze where you're just not sure what's going on you have a structure so you can move things about within that bamboo structure like we just spoke about so please still meal plan please still prep Please still use, as you can see on the right, if I move my big head, please still use that Sunday success session. So uh, Sunday success checklist, sorry. So you can work through and you can tick off most of what you need to, to do, right? Planning time for you first. Same applies to like a normal week. You've got your scaffold now. After this session, you can go away and spend a bit more time looking at it. And you can think to yourself, right, when are my gym sessions going in? When are my walks going in? When's my when I'm having a coffee date with myself, make appointments with yourself. Just like you would a work appointment, go and make an actual appointment with yourself. Now, next thing I want you to map in there, the different types of rest. Now, I've spoken about this quite a lot recently, but I want you to map in there some active physical rest. So walks, exercising, stuff like that. And I want you to map in there some passive physical rest, 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 you know, sleeping, you know, vegetating on the sofa, chilling out, not really doing very much, things like that. Active rest could also be gym classes, yoga sessions, things like that, home workouts. And that's the next thing I want you to map in there. So if you have got a timetable in front of you, which would be amazing, just jot it down. When are these things going in there? Then your mental rest. When are you switching off? When are you getting away from social media and your emails? And the same going on to sensory rest then. Yes, films, great you know, um, time with others, great, music, great. But when are you actually just switching off and almost imagine, imagine what, what it would be like to be in a flotation tank, like sensory deprivation sort of thing. No phones and screens and noises and alerts and all this kind of input. When are you just switching off? When are you just getting out maybe for a long walk in nature? When is this stuff happening? Creative rest. If you play an instrument, when are you gonna gonna you know practice it, play it? When are you gonna write a song? When are you gonna write some poetry, do some painting, do some drawing, some crocheting, some coloring, some art? When is this gonna happen? When are you gonna fit that in? Just some ideas, make sure you're jotting these down guys. Emotional rest as well, hopefully being away from school and being having some time alone in a bit of solace, because there's a big difference between solace and isolation. Isolation is being on your own, it's, it doesn't feel great. Solace is being on your own, but it's it's nice. You're enjoying your own company. When you're having that emotional rest, so you're just focusing on you. 
something I'd really encourage you to do over this holiday as well is just to practice a little bit of mindfulness. So it could be colouring. Something I love to do is a coffee or a hot drink. Don't really get many of them as teachers. Get yourself a nice hot drink, hot drink, and just sit there and bear with me here. Just feel how warm the cup is and have a sip and think about the flavours and the texture and the heat and the taste. Think about the smell. Watch the steam, like you know, play, play around in the air. Sounds a bit bonkers, but if you can just give yourself ten minutes. When was the last time you did that without reaching for your phone or turning on the TV or even reading a book? Just give yourself five or ten minutes because that ten minutes feels like a lifetime and you actually go, ah, and you sort of decompress and you you rest and relax a little bit. Maybe some meditation, some yoga, some breathing exercises, some mindfulness. These sorts of things can really, really work. Social rest, you're going to be seeing friends, you're going to be seeing family, you're going to be having time alone. Both of the same ends of different spectrum there. And spiritual rest, if you're not a religious person and you don't have any particular beliefs, it might be community, it might be joining a club, it might be spending time with someone, uh, with people who have a, a, a cause in common with you, it might be volunteering. So when are you going to get these different types of rest in? Just have a little think about that for me. Now, just to finish off tonight, going to recap nutrition and what we can do to manage our nutrition during the half term. I want you to write down which one you're going to be using. So we can work through this Monday, was it Monday or last Monday? One of the two. We can be thinking about changing our food choices, so of reducing highly palatable foods. We know what ones those, those are. Using portion control, the hand model, the balanced plate model. We've all seen those. If you haven't, for whatever reason, they are in the guide section under nutrition or just let me know. We might do some fasting. We might be skipping breakfast. We might be skipping lunch. If you have a big breakfast and a big dinner, you probably don't need to have lunch as well. So you could do that. You might be tracking the days where you go out to eat but other days might be very much in routine. You might be tracking calories. You might be calorie cycling. So you might have lower calorie days on days you're not having meals. And on the days you're having meals, you might be having slightly higher calories. So you decide, what are we going to be doing? Tracking the calories and protein and then intuitive eating as well. So these are the ones that we went through the other night. If you've got any questions about that, chuck them in the chat for me and let me know. Just a few questions. Um, Sophie said, this is a while ago, Sophie said, health priorities are high, but actions haven't shown that recently. And we had that chat, didn't we, tonight. So let's make sure for you, Soph, health goals are, are number one for this holiday, right? Got to be up super high. Health goals are quite high, says Corrine, as I know I've got lots of time for walking and jazzercise classes, but also high is to spend time with friends and family. So you've probably got those at the at the top, right? Um, Lydia says, health goals are towards the top. I'm going to use my half term to set myself up and get back into those habits. Yeah, absolutely. Great for the gym, lids. Be really, really good for the gym. Meal planning, having some flexibility around nutrition. Be really good to get those routines back in place. So when we come into the half term, we can see a lot of flexibility around nutrition, a lot of social occasions. And these are just some of my top tips. going to move my big head. These are just some of my top tips when it comes to managing social occasions and nutrition um, during half term. So we've got number one, as always, the one that we often don't do, but it's very, very important. Have the conversations. Talk to the people. I don't like to use the word stakeholders because it's a super waffy term. We hear it all the, way, all the time in schools. All oh, the stakeholders. Who are the stakeholders? Apologies if you're someone who has to use that kind of language in your meetings and stuff. But I think it's a bit of a waffy term, right? Stakeholders. But who are the stakeholders in your life? Who are the people that you need to have the conversations with? Again, partner, friends, family, 
Who is it that you need to go and have the conversations with about what your goals are, what your priority pyramid is looking like, and what's important to you? You could try intermittent fasting. You could do pseudo fasting. So this is essentially having just protein. So you might wake up and have a protein shake and you're not fasting because you're obviously putting energy in the body, putting calories in the body, but it's like pseudo fasting. You're drastically reducing the calories because you're not having any carbs and fats. I would encourage you, if you are going down that that uh, route with your nutrition and that is a big goal, okay, teach about, teach about stakeholders as a business teacher. Holly, drop me a message. I need some business lessons. I'm terrible at business. <laughs> Ironically, I actually got kicked off my business course at A-level because I was truant, um, which is very ironic now, actually. And, and psychology. I got kicked out of psychology. So... Probably shouldn't be telling you guys this. You're going to think I'm a, I'm a tearaway or uh, was a tearaway. But yeah, the two things actually I need now for my career I was kicked out of. Holly, we'll, we'll have conversations. We'll have words. I, I need your help. Um, so stay away from snack bowls. If you're going down the route of managing your nutrition and you are aiming for a calorie range or you are aiming to keep calories lower on certain days, try to stay away your, as best you can from snack bowls. Go for lighter meals for breakfast and lunch. Really reduce down the, the sizes of those meals. Take your own snacks with you. You know, if you're going to a party, I'm not saying turn up with a pint of grapes if it's a you know a Mexican themed party. I'm not saying that. But you know, if you're going to a party and you've got something you want to eat, take it with you. You know, have your own food there. That is okay. Again, I'm not saying turn up with chicken, broccoli, and rice, but you can take your own you know baked crisps if you want to to, to snack on, or whatever it might be. As always, planning and preparing is going to be the answer to most of our problems. Just looking at the menus, looking at no, looking so you know what's coming up, having conversations. Right? Is it? Is it? Is there food there? Is it catered? Is it a buffet? What you know? What what's happening with food? What do I need to be mindful of? Do I want to eat before I go? All those basic adulting things, right? You might want to drive instead of drinking. That can be a really really good one. Plate up your own food if it's a big buffet or someone's serving something. Take your own, not take your own plate, get, get your own plate um, and serve up your own food. Use the food flow, protein, fruits and veggies, carbs and fats, all the obvious stuff, right? Opt for the high protein, remove the choice barrier. So go and say, right, I'm having this, 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 that's it. No more choices to be made. Now, when we're talking about the order of eating our food, this is getting very specific. If we start off with the protein, the veggies, and then we move on to the carbohydrates and the fats. We end the meal on the on probably what is for most people the tastiest bit of the meal. But also we start by filling ourselves up with the protein and the veggies. Little things like putting your knife and fork down between bites. Okay, if you are having you know snacks and stuff when you're in front of the TV, leaving the wrappers in plain sight so you're not forgetting what you've eaten. Eating slowly, eating mindfully, chewing putting your knife and fork down, having a drink of water, all these basic eating skills that we often forget, these are really, really important as well.